Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Yes, it is. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott sitting in for Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. As always, this show presented by Progressive Insurance. CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. National Best Friend Day. Has Randy and I wondering... Who's the best current duo in sports? Hit us up on the phones. They are open now. So we turn our attention to Sarah Langs, MLB.com writer and researcher, formerly of ESPN fame. And Sarah, really appreciate you joining us here. we got tons of baseball that we want to get into with you. But I know last week, last Friday, was Lou Gehrig Day, and you were out uh, at City Field for the Mets game. And the amount of work you've done – for Project ALS, the hashtag fist bumps for number four ALS is everywhere right now. I wanted to start by asking you just what has the reception been within the last seven days for the awareness of ALS research and for you and your story that you so bravely shared on ESPN in that sit down with Buster Olney? Hey, thanks so much for having me. And hi, Randy, who hey, I used Sarah. to work with on sports and are way back in the day. Thank you guys so much for having me. And to your question, I mean, it has been beyond overwhelming. You know, since I shared this diagnosis publicly back in October, the response I've gotten has been, I mean, nothing at all what I expected. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> I know people are nice, but people are too nice, I tell you. But especially over the last week now with Gary Day, there's been so much awareness out there for ALS, so much money put towards research, and I'm just so, so grateful for that. And if whether that's because of me, because of the entire movement, uh, just all of the focus on ALS, whatever the reason may be, I'm really, really grateful. Sarah, we were on the Sports Center AM uh, this morning, and uh, I know you don't miss those hours. Uh, but on the show, on the show this morning, we had just the breakout performance from Ellie De La Cruz, and it feels like the first in what's probably going to be uh, a career's worth of them. But uh, how do you put into context? You can quantify it however you want. But just in into context, the the talent and the potential, you know, the size and the power and the speed, um, and the impact that the one guy could have on a franchise that's just been looking for a young star like this, probably since Joey Votto broke through. Oh my goodness! I mean, he has been as you referred to, so electric. I mean, we knew this on minors. This is actually the first year that we have had both Stackhouse data for all of Triple A. And every night, every morning, I look at who led AAA the prior night and longest home run, hardest hit, bad ball, what have you. 
And Ellie de la Cruz was always out there. And people were always saying, you know, when are we going to see him? When are we going to see him? And he's played three games so far. And everything he has done has been standout. Yesterday, he hit that 458-foot home run, which is the fifth longest we've seen for a first career home run. Track by Sackhouse, which goes back to 2015, was 114.8 miles an hour off the bat, which is the second hardest first career home run we've seen in that span. And he's super speedy on base pass, too, even today. No home run, no triple like last night, but he has stolen base where he was basically at elite speed doing that. Everything he has done has been so stand up. And as you said, this is an organization that really needs this, and it's totally changed the entire conversation around them. They're this fun young team. It isn't just him. It's guys like Matt McLean, Bull Benson, who hit the walk-off home run last night. All of a sudden, the Cincinnati Reds are a really, really fun team. Sarah Langs, MLB.com writer and researcher, joins Courtney Cronin and Randy Scott here on Canty and Carlin. Someone else who's been really fun to watch so far this season is Luis Arias. More career multi-hit games throughout his career than strikeouts. He's currently hitting 403. Like, I wanted to ask you about the sustainability of this. What do you think his batting average is going to be at the end of the season? Can he make a pretty serious run at keeping this 400 batting average pace the next couple months? I really think he can, and it really feels like he's the first serious threat we've had uh, to actually hit 400. While the last guy to make it about this far into a season was Shipper Jones back in 2008. Right now, obviously, Arise and Marlins are through 63 games, and he's still qualified hitting, as you said, for a three, just for some context, obviously. What we're looking at is the first person to hit 400 as a qualified batter since 1941 when Ted Williams hit 406. So since then, the deepest into a season that we've seen a player be a qualified hitter hitting 400 was 134 team games by George Brett in 1980. He finished that year at 390 really feels like there's no reason Arise won't do this, only because this is what he has done his entire career. I remember back in 2020 when we were thinking maybe someone would hit 400 because it was a short season. Of course, then that gets into does that count. But he was a popular pick. People were talking about him. People were talking about Charlie Blackman playing at Coors Field. But Louis Arise is always a guy who has made a ton of contact. And it's been fun to see because the Marlins are relevant, which I'm not sure we expected this one in the season or this year. We knew he was a really good player, but the entire team seems to be sort of following his lead. There are other guys heading for power, like Jesus Sanchez and Brian De La Cruz. So they're a fun team to watch. And as you were saying with the multi-hit games, feels like every time he's getting at least two hits. So it's really, really cool. Hey, Sarah, talking about the Yankees, and we we can't not have a segment without it, but the Aaron Judge toe issue, I mean, the latest quote just doesn't sound 
promising, right? He's like, it doesn't feel great. If it felt great, I'd be out there. I think you can maybe tread water. I mean, goodness knows there's talent in that lineup. You can tread water without him, but obviously your, your ceiling gets lower without him. What do you think, or maybe I guess the better way to put it, how do you think the Yankees are going to operate in hopefully the short term without Aaron Rodgers in the lineup? I mean, hopefully, as you said, it is the short term. We know that this lineup just looks totally different when he is not in it. Jim Collins and, of course, just came back in the previous series in L.A., so hopefully he continues to get his footing under him. We know he's a guy who can carry a team when he needs to, and I would say if there's a time when he needs to, it would be right now. But overall, I mean, we were talking about this on the Sunday baseball broadcast, which was the day after that toe injury when Judge was out of the lineup. And as of then, over the last two, three years, the Yankees were a game or two under 500 when Judge and play was only like 14 and 16, which also tells you how few games he has missed since the start of 2021. So, we will see moving forward, but it just is a very different lineup. I mean, I'm watching the game right now. It's been a little back and forth facing the White Sox were suddenly hot. But when you know that the entire pitching staff on the other team does not have to prepare to face Aaron Judge, who is having, by the way, statistically, and based on underlying stats, a better year than last year, if you can believe that, it just changes the entire complexion, but I hope he will be back soon. I want to see him play. I think all baseball fans, except maybe the team that's facing Georgia that day, always want to see him out there. So you have to go for the Yankees and wonder if they might have a trade in them if he is really out for a while. Hey, Sarah, since it's National Best Friends Day, we've had people call into the show to give us their best sports duos currently playing. We didn't, we haven't have gotten any baseball duos, so naturally this is where you come in. Can you give me the best current duo in baseball? And here's a caveat. Cannot be Shohei Otani and Mike. <laughs> well, that's the easy one. All right, let's see. I mean, I think that I was obviously I'm here watching every game and the Royals just had a big comeback win. I think Adley Rushman and every pitcher on the Royals <laughs> deserves a really good consideration. He gives those awesome Adley hugs after the game, after a win, you know, celebrating with Felix Batista after this comeback win today. I always love that camaraderie, but you can go in so many directions. You could go with top pitchers, Julio Rodriguez and Tasker Hernandez are two really fun players together on the um, Mariners that always stick out to me. But if we are going statistically, it is Otani and Trout and has to be. I also, you know, a little partial to Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzy Albies, and I say that to a Mets fan. Yes. I say that to a Mets fan, and I'm sorry, but you guys do have the cutest dog in Major League Baseball. <laughs> I saw that on your social media feed. And, uh, I, Sarah, just before we before we uh, let you go, I want to um, say that, you know, when we had the piece, we had your story in Buster's feature on, on SportsCenter AM this past weekend, and, and I was reminded because the last time you and I really talked was 
we're kind of commiserating over the baseball season being suspended back in in 2020, and we had that hometown heroes set up um, when we were just you know we were trying yeah. to fill we were trying to fill the show on on Sports Center because Sports Center AM went away because we you know react to games the night before and then suddenly there are no games so we were looking for things to to have in the show and how do we shout out you know first responders and doctors and, and physicians and nurses and teachers and people who are just helping us get through the pandemic and you hit me up you're like my mom Lizon like we I, I want to get her on the show can I send you a picture you know that she's gonna like you know that wasn't you know necessarily all all PPE and everything else and um I just remember you know how how proud you were of her and it was really cool to see in the piece how how proud obviously she and and your dad are of you so I just thought that was a really cool a really cool moment and it was the last time you and I talked so let's not let's not wait uh too long before the next one all right Yes, please, absolutely. And yes, that was a highlight when there were not a lot of highlights. Not yeah. only in no live sports, but honoring my mother, who is an infectious disease doctor, Unicole. I remember that. And that was awesome. So thank you again for that. Yeah. No, what's what's awesome, Sarah, is the work you're doing, raising funds for Project ALS. You can donate stars for Sarah, F O R, Sarah.org, and the hashtag on Twitter. Fist bumps for the number four ALS. An incredible outpouring of support, and I've loved to see how much this, how much publicity this has garnered, especially over the last week after Lou Gehrig Day last Friday. Sarah, as always, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Absolutely, thank you both. I really, really appreciate it. Love you, Sarah. Talk to you, you soon. Can, you can follow her at. S. Lang slangs on sports. One of the best baseball follows out there. Baseball is the best. She said it perfectly. Yeah. Sarah Langs, MLB.com writer and researcher, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV and RV, and more. And if there's something that wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE because it probably can be. Yeah. She, uh, Sarah's at a bio halfway down the lane, missed the jumper. Jokic, 20 rebounds in game three. There's the triple double for Jamal Murray. Got the rebound with five seconds to go. First time in NBA history. Two players, same team with a triple double. I've been with Nicola for eight and uh, Jamal for seven years now. You know, we've had some pretty good moments, but not in the NBA finals. By far their greatest performance as a duo in their seven years together. Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. What a way to celebrate National Best Friends Day than by you and your best friend going out and dropping a 30-point triple-double in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Oh, wait, you didn't do that? Oh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray did in Game 3 on Wednesday night. A win for the Denver Nuggets. They now have a 2-1 lead in their series against the Miami Heat. And... I just look at this team, and it's really nothing against the Miami Heat. It's the way that Denver constructed this. It's not just a one-year wonder. Of course, going into this year, Jamal Murray was telling reporters, look, the version you saw of me drop 40, drop 50 in the bubble in 2020 before he ended up getting hurt. Like, that's not the best version that you've seen of him, and very clearly he backed that up throughout this postseason, but most clearly last night. Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, he's he's... Uh, to see the versatility that he's got, to see the, him attack the boards the way he did, um, you know, Michael Malone has seen these guys day in and day out, and that's usually who I would defer to. 
you know, at someone who's around a team, like if they notice improvement and they're around it every day over the course of several seasons, um, that carries more. Because I'm, I'll put my hand in the air. Like I'm, I'm not watching a ton of Denver Nuggets games. I mean, due in large part the, you know, the time, <laughs> the time difference over here. Yeah, yeah, and the time difference. You know, so I, I see a stat line now and again. I'm like, wow, okay, you know, triple double here, and oh this, and all right, they're the one seed in the West and whatever else. And man, how foolish do we feel? Do I feel? Uh, going back to April when I was looking at, okay, well, the NBA Finals champion is going to be one of these three teams in the East. You know, it's going to be the Celtics or the Sixers or the Bucks, and it just totally disguised. I had the Suns coming out of the West, and Denver, I think most people did. Yeah, I mean, Denver's just been so uh, so consistent, and they seem to be peaking at the right time. So for Mike Malone to say that, like the, the the peak of the peak, right? You know, like the two guys who represent the peak for his team are playing their best basketball. I mean, not that you're going to be demoralized if you're the Miami Heat, because truly, you know, you, you just have that chip on your shoulder and you just, I mean, everybody says built different, but they are. Uh, but that has to be so frustrating to know that, like, those two guys are playing their best basketball as your best guy, Jimmy Butler, seems to be coming back to earth. Usually you don't hear coaches at this stage of the NBA Finals, the championship just days away and on the line, laud the type of compliments that Michael Malone did towards Murray and Jokic. This is the head coach of the Denver Nuggets following their win over the Miami Heat on Wednesday night. This is what he had to say about where he ranks this performance between his two stars. I've been with Nicola for eight and uh, Jamal for seven years now. You know, we've had some pretty good moments, but not in the NBA Finals. And for those guys to make history the way they did tonight, uh, no one's ever done that. I mean, that's what's really neat about it. You get the win. I thought our defense was fantastic tonight. You hold that team to 94 points, 37 from the field, only 11 threes. That really helped us out tonight, the defending and rebounding at a high level. But by far their greatest performance as a duo in their seven years together. A 109-94 final for the Denver Nuggets, bolstered in part by these two insane stat lines. 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists for Jamal Murray, 32 points. 21 rebounds and 10 assists for the big man, Nikola Jokic. And I know this is weird because we talk about them as a duo, but do you feel like the NBA Finals is more of a coming out party for Jokic or for Murray? I I, I think it's more for Jokic, which sounds crazy. Really? Okay. It sounds crazy because he's a two-time NBA MVP. But we have people in the NBA, you know, media universe who have raised their hands and said, "Hey, I I didn't really know how good this guy really is because I didn't watch a ton of his games." You know what I mean? Same thing that I just like the games are on at weird times. I'm dialed into the East Coast storylines, whatever it is, because we knew we saw it from Murray. Like we saw the flashes. I mean, is it a flash if it's three straight series? Yeah, it was the bubble, but in 2020, he goes for 50 points in a single postseason twice. He actually did it in the same series twice, went for 40 twice, went for 30 twice. Like, we've seen him absolutely break through. Nikola Jokic is more of a low, slow burn, right? Like, you're cooking chicken or ribs on a on a barbecue, right? It's like low and slow, whereas Murray's just been sear. Like, we're going to sear the sides of this thing. Maybe I just got Omaha steaks in the mind. But you know what I mean? Like, you just got to sear this stuff. And so we've seen it from, from Murray. For me, this sustained burn from Jokic to just not, like I said, it's he's peaking. His game, which was already MVP caliber during the regular season, has gotten better. We had a 20-rebound, 30-point triple-double last night in the NBA Finals. The longer this postseason's gone on, the better shape he's proven to be in and the more dominant he's shown he is. 
talking about seared meats here on ESPN Radio. That's why we're radio best friends. (laughs) I should have made you do the Omaha Steaks read now, but I'm not going to make you go through all of that because (laughs) we already paid that one off. We're already getting paid from Omaha Steaks. Buy them for Father's Day. There you go. Bonus read. Candy and Carl on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Straight ahead. Minnesota Vikings are planning to release running back Dalvin Cook if they cannot find a trade partner for him in the next couple of days. Is there still a market for aging running backs? We'll get into that next here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. As you heard in Doug Brown's Sports Center update, the Minnesota Vikings are planning to release four-time Pro Bowler Dalvin Cook. They're trying to trade him at least one more time today. They've been trying throughout the offseason. Seems like that salary cap hit and his base salary are prohibiting that. But if they're unable to trade him, the plan is to process his release on Friday. That coming from ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, sitting in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, This is a long time coming. This is a team that I used to cover for ESPN's NFL Nation. So I remember thinking back at the time they signed Alvin Cook to the extension in 2020, just the way his contract was structured and the age he would be at this season, that this was their one out. Minnesota, when they inevitably cut Dalvin Cook, release him, let him go hit the free agency, they're going to clear $9 million in cap space. 
take on just over $5 million in dead money, and they're going to owe Dalvin Cook $2 million this year once they release him. But the writing's been on the wall. The fit in this offense, and we were talking with Matthew Collar of Purple Insider earlier here, Randy, it just felt like even though the numbers were there, slight dip in it, last year was a change from what how successful he was in Mike Zimmer's off Mike Zimmer's team, you know, offensively what they were asked to do with cook for the first couple years there, but now he gets a fresh start. And I just, I don't think there's any love lost at this point. Like it was a mutual it's time to go from the Minnesota Vikings perspective as they kind of hit the reset button here. And then for Dalvin cook, he now gets to go potentially back home to Miami and sign with the dolphins as a free agent. Cause they need a running back. They, they do. You know, we had, we had my collar in on earlier, my collar rather from, uh, you know, from Purple Insider, who who said that you know Cook needs to be somewhere where he's not a three hundred carry guy. You know, he's not a bell a bell cow back, so to speak. Um, he's got to be in the one fifty, one eighty. You know, under two hundred two hundred carries. Now he's he's dangerous in the in the passing game. He is, um, but there's a concern right going back to Miami just from being a little too close to home. Right, like some some players. Uh, you know, the, there's there's an issue of like, all right, do we have like too many? You know, uh, too many polls, too many responsibilities when we're back home. Too much family, too much friends, whatever it is. Um, so that that's going to be an interesting one because I think he fits so well in what the Dolphins try to do schematically. And uh, what you said was an interesting interesting note there that it's a rebuild, a potential beginnings of of a, of a rebuild there for Minnesota. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's yep. it's a, oh, it absolutely it, is. Well, it's a team coming off a thirteen win season. You know, I mean. Why not run it back with Justin Jefferson? Why not run it back with Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook? I mean, that's that's a strong, to quite strong foundation there offensively. But so I just I I think if you're a Vikings fan, I say this on the outside looking in. But if you're a Vikes fan, are you wondering like, hey, what what are, what are we doing? I'll tell you what they're doing. This was a directive that they got from the highest of high ups, the owners in Minnesota, when they made the change from Rick Spielman as general manager to Quasi Adolfo Mensa and from Mike Zimmer to Kevin O'Connell as head coach of the Vikings in 2022, that they wanted to remain competitive while rebuilding behind the scenes. The term competitive rebuild kind of was one you could laugh at at first because it doesn't make sense. It's the juxtaposition between the two or, you know, it stands for what it is. A rebuild is usually when you go through a process of change. They didn't want to change all that much last year. They brought in Zadarius Smith to pair him opposite Daniil Hunter on the defensive line. They, you know, kept Patrick Peterson around another year. They have Kirk Cousins. They gave him a contract extension ahead of last season, and now – it's a 13-win season that is going to probably look like, you know, the most bloated 13-win season that in NFL history because of where this team is going now. In the offseason, parted ways with Adam Thielen, parted ways with Eric Kendricks, going to part ways with Dalvin Cook, and they're exploring trades for Daniil Hunter. If they end up trading him out of there, and I don't know how many more times he's going to want to go through this and kind of, you know, put a Band-Aid over things. This has happened now two different times with Daniil Hunter and the Minnesota Vikings restructuring him, trying to trade him. I think they're headed towards a full rebuild, and that's not something that they take lightly in Minnesota. They want to be relevant. They want to be a team that might not be contending for a Super Bowl, but a team that's always going to be in the mix for a wild card spot that's going to be in the postseason more years than not. And I just don't know if that's the right approach because eventually the bill comes due. Eventually you have to start over, and it's probably scary territory for the Minnesota Vikings because they don't have a succession plan after Kirk Cousins. It very well, 
you know, could be the quarterback they ended up drafting this past year, whose name escapes me right now, but I know that they ended up drafting a quarterback because they tried to do that as a potential succession plan in 2021 when they drafted Kellen Mond. That didn't work out. And then this past April, they took Jaron Hall from BYU in the fifth round. So at some point, it's all going to have to start over, which is just territory they're not comfortable with in Minnesota. And that's tough to do when you have a superstar, a thoroughbred, the best receiver in the NFL, period, in Justin Jefferson, who's about to get paid big bucks this offseason. How do you want him? Yeah. How do you make him want to stay around and sign that contract knowing that there could be some rough years ahead? Yeah, it's, you know, you got Nick Mullins backing up Kirk Cousins right now. I, I want to get back to potential landing spots just for a minute because if you're looking at Kansas City which I mean that's if you're going ring chasing if you're Dalvin Cook that's one thing you're not going to get the same salary though at these places Uh, Kansas City famously has very little cap space and Kansas City also has Dalvin Cook light or Dalvin Cook inexpensive light on the wallet in Jarek McKinnon his former teammate in Minnesota yeah Buffalo has his brother has his little brother James Cook you know, they, there's. I don't know that that there's a role necessarily in Buffalo for Dalvin Cook. Cincinnati makes some sense though, because behind Joe Mixon, you're a little thin and you're a lot unproven. You got a couple of rookies: Chase Brown, uh, Calvin Tyler, Jacob Sailors. Um, you know, Travian Williams, like Chris Evans. There's nothing that excites you behind your starter, Joe Mixon. So Cincinnati makes sense from a fit standpoint, from a usage standpoint, to be light tread on the tires, so to speak, right? With you know, 150 touches, so to speak. But I don't know that the money's there, cap space wise, to bring in Dalvin Cook. So Miami makes the most sense, you know, uh, in terms of maybe a, a, a narrative and a and a local fit. We'll see if the money works out, though. And there, he's not the only running back that's on the market right now. Ezekiel Elliott still has yet to be signed, and Dalvin Cook provides you something as you know a 28 year old running back. He will be 28 years old playing the season. He's not just, you know. He's not just a three-down back, even though what we were talking about, he probably doesn't need you know, 250, 300 carries a season at this point of his career coming off shoulder surgery this offseason. He gives you an element in the passing game that you know a lot of teams are looking for from their running backs. I mean, he was the check-down option for Kirk Cousins for so many years in Minnesota, and, and there was better the offense was better for it, but... It's time. I think that you just look at this Minnesota Vikings roster and know that you got aging aging players, aging stars on this team that are now somewhere else getting their next lease in their football life, and, and we'll get a chance to see where Dalvin Cook gets that very same uh, outlook for himself as well. Mm-hmm. Likely headed to Miami, but who knows? It could be somewhere else. Not at the salary, though, that he was going to get paid or is on the track to get paid by the Minnesota Vikings this year. Straight ahead, Randy will give you his play of the night. Looks like we got some hockey action coming your way with the Stanley Cup Final. We'll see if that is made into a series. Plus, Bryce Young has been elevated to QB1 for the Panthers. That's next. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. 
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Oh, man. Nothing like some friends on National Best Friend Day. It's a great poll, Eric. Appreciate you throwing that out there. You want to know something that you might not like me for after I admit this on national radio? (sighs) What do you do with your time? I've never seen a full episode. How? And I grew up in the 90s. I'm sorry, (laughs) man. I watch Full House. Watch yeah. Mad About You. I did not watch Friends. No, that's okay. Watching more Mad About You than Friends is it's weird. I like, need to get a life. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. isn't Friends on Netflix now? Uh, no, I think it's on HBO Max or Max, whatever, whatever that is. Okay, I think it's on. well, that's my summertime activity. Mm-hmm. In between the two of us, Courtney Cronin and Randy Scott hosting Canty and Carlin on ESPN yeah. Radio. Let's keep that going. I will go ahead and watch Friends so I can know some references. You made a Ross reference earlier, which I'm like, oh, well, he must be talking about Ross from Friends. I couldn't tell you what Ross's last name is, but do you remember the reference you made? Ross went to Northwestern, Dave, David Schwimmer, so yeah. I, I, I sing his praises. Um, yeah, Pivot, Pivot, you, you know that... That uh, oh god, uh, man! The episode where they're trying to move a couch up a staircase, and and Ross is barking out like pivot, pivot, and finally Chandler's like shut up, shut up, shut up. No, I, I, no. so no, so it's a great episode. When I say segue like a mall cop or pivot like Ross Geller moving a couch, it's just something people know. Well, that's I guess all. that I should probably watch that episode before we host again next week. But well, that's uh, all. yeah. I'll be there for you. That was uh, the <laughs> soundtrack of Randy's uh-huh. 90s and 2000s. All right. Let's hit the play of the night. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Canty and Carlin brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We've got some hockey action coming your way. Game three of the Stanley Cup final taking place in Florida tonight. The Panthers trailing 0-2. Vegas looking at they're about to run away with this. What do we got, Randy? All right. Uh, I like Vegas. No, I tried to combine it. I I don't know. I got a little squirrely. It got away from me. So I do like a play of over six goals. I also like a play of Vegas scoring more than two and a half goals. I'm not sure who's going to win tonight. I could see this one getting a little loose there in Florida. I could see the crowd maybe propelling the Panthers to a few more goals than just the two they've had. But my parlay is in Major League Baseball. I think the Guardians beat the Red Sox. I think the Mets-Atlanta game goes over eight and a half runs. I see Justin Verlander's been serving up big flies. He's 
He's pitching for the Mets tonight. I think the Angels' money line, I think Angels over the Cubs out west, and in that Braves game, Michael Harris has been swinging a good bat. Don't be fooled by the sub-200 batting average. He was off to a horrific start uh, in April and May. I think he gets just one hit. So if all that happens, it's plus 709. You bet 10 bucks. walk away with $80.92. Okay, there you have it. That's Randy's play of the night. A little baseball action for you. Better get those uh, those wheels greased because that's all we're going to be doing for play of the night in a couple weeks when the NBA Finals are over. That game between the Heat and the Nuggets, Game 4, coming up tomorrow night. Hockey, though. Game three, a very pivotal one down in Sunrise for the Panthers to try to get one win in this series. All right, before we get out of here, time to go three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. So it wasn't going to take long. I think we all knew this for Bryce Young, the overall number one pick of the Carolina Panthers, to earn first-team reps. He has been elevated to QB1 on the official depth chart, according to head coach Frank Reich, who had this to say on Bryce Young's progress through OTAs. This was kind of the time that we had marked this week to just kind of um, move him up. It's just the next step. Bryce has continued to step in there and do a good job and continue to make progress. I love where we're at right now, but we still have a long way to go. You know, I really respect that Frank Reich cut through all of the coach speak nonsense of, I don't know, like anybody's job. We got to see how he handles the rookie curve and, and wait till training camp. You drafted this guy number one overall. I can very much appreciate the fact that they're like treating him like he's the number one quarterback because he yeah. is like you wouldn't make that. I don't know. I just really like this. Like yeah. we're getting the nonsense well, out of the way before mandatory camp for them next week. We're not fooling anybody, and let's go ahead and get him as many first team reps as possible. He's still a rookie. He might be advanced. Footwork might be tremendous. The scheme they ran at Alabama might fit in with what we're trying to do. Whatever it is, but get him as many reps as possible. Let's not go go into training camp or or any of the mini camps, any of that stuff, uh, and 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 try to pretend like you know we're gonna have a legit quarterback battle with Andy Dalton. Like Andy Dalton may start some games this year. You know he may Bryce Young may get hurt, may hit a rookie wall. Whatever it is, it's good to have Andy Young as your backup. But that's where he is. That's where he is at this point of his career. Andy Dalton is the backup. Let's roll with Bryce Young from day one. QB1 from day one. Let's go. Not overcomplicating things. That is what the Carolina Panthers are doing as they get ready for mandatory minicamp. 23 teams will do that next week. Nine currently in session. Wrapping up today. So summer Wait, are we going to the last story here? Teams. Going where? To the last story here? Yeah, I'm so going to the last to the story. Last did you, did you Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Wow, wait. Yes. Why? Okay, why was his voice like that is my question. He was exerting himself. He's, he's bringing a couch up some stairs. So All right, he was, he was fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do what Ross yeah. says, and I will pivot here. Can you have more than one best friend? I say yes, yes but you got to cap it at three. I say yes. Okay, your number. why is your number three? Because three is a great number. Oh, oh, well, okay. God, it's like arguing with one of my kids. Um, <laughs> because three is the best number, Dad. Uh, no, f- five's technically my favorite number. I wore 38 in soccer. Favorite number? Yes, I have favorite number and favorite color. Five in red. God. When I was out it's of been that, the same since kindergarten. When I was out of that elementary school uh, in New Mexico a couple weeks ago, speaking to the kids about Special Olympics and 
and their their role in like inclusion and everything. It was like, okay, does anybody have any questions about TV or ESPN or sports? And the first question was, do you like chicken wings? I was like, like, yep. And then the the follow-up would be, do you have a favorite number? Mine's five. That would be exactly what it is. So you would have fit in nicely. Um, Yes, you could have more than one best friend, and uh, I would cap the number also at three. Okay. We're going to find out Joe and Amber's favorite number coming up next. You're listening to ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Perfect! Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.